key to our self-confidence and self-esteem. So how do we develop true self-confidence? Well, if you study the most self-confident people versus the least self-confident, you'll find a very interesting pattern. The most self-confident people feel comfortable making decisions, and they validate the results of those decisions based on their own internal criteria. The least self-confident people are terrified to make decisions and need someone outside themselves to tell them that they're doing the right thing or making the right choice. Here's a couple of examples. Take a woman who's very attractive by our society's standards, yet she feels insecure about the way she looks and constantly looks for validation from people around her to feel more comfortable. The people around her think she's nuts. All she needs to do is look in the mirror and she could see that she looks great. But for the life of her, she can't see it. One of the reasons is that to see it, she would have to make her own assessment about what was attractive and she just hasn't developed that skill. Instead, she looks in the mirror each morning and compares herself to the latest one in a million airbrushed anorexic beauties on the cover of her least favorite magazine. And when she looks in the mirror, she just doesn't measure up. Now this, of course, is an oversimplification of what's going on, but I'm hoping this will get you thinking about how important decision-making is to self-confidence. Let's take another example. Take a woman who, by most standards in our society, is unattractive. And yet she has decided that her body is relatively healthy and her mind is clear, so she feels attractive. How'd she do that? Simple. She made her own decision based on her own criteria. Next, let's take two different guys that get laid off from their job. One listens to the people around him who have jobs saying, wow, you must be really upset. Ten years with that company and this is what happened. It's not fair. He watches the news and hears that getting a job is going to be impossible and he decides to believe all that and get more and more insecure about his prospects. This situation is particularly challenging because if he does get that rare job interview, he is apt to come off as desperate. Now let's go and look at the other guy who gets laid off from the same kind of job at exactly the same time, except this second guy pays no attention to those who don't have a positive outlook, and he knows that the news media is a business that sells fear. So he trusts his own read on the situation and kicks back to assess his skills and assess the needs of the market. He decides that any new situation will be an adventure with new people to meet and new experiences to have. He's comfortable making his own decisions and he embraces uncertainty. Think about it. We make dozens of decisions every day. And if the outcomes of those decisions match our highest expectation, we feel self-confident. Here's the catch. To develop the skill of good decision-making, you're probably going to need to reconsider some of the myths that you may be holding on to about decision-making and your limitations. One of the recent examples of research that tips us off about these myths is Malcolm Gladwell's best-selling book titled Blink. It outlines scientific proof that the decisions that we make in a matter of seconds, or even a split second, are as good, if not better, than the ones that we agonize over with all the logic in the world. 
How is this possible? What if we're a lot more complex than we give ourselves credit for? What if there's a lot more to us than what we see in the mirror? Carl Jung was writing about this in 1959, and the Buddha was talking about the mundane self and the true self 2,500 years ago. For centuries, there's been talk of a higher self, a cosmic consciousness, and a universal mind. But that all sounds a bit too mystical for me. So I've simplified all that to these two terms, the ordinary part of ourselves and the connected part of ourselves. You can use whatever terms make the most sense for you, but here's the bottom line. I've come to believe that it's impossible to feel self-confident in our current overwhelming world if we depend on our ordinary self to make all the decisions in our lives. It's kind of like expecting a handheld calculator to figure